Hi, I'm Clarissa, and you are listening to Listen and Know, a premenstrual disorder health podcast. This podcast is for women who are struggling with premenstrual disorders, PMDs. I'll be talking about everything from symptoms to treatments to coping strategies. If you're new to PMDs, you're not alone. Millions of women around the world suffer from these conditions, and yet PMDs are still relatively unknown and misunderstood. That's why I'm here. I want to raise awareness of PMDs and help women who are struggling to find the support they need. I'll be releasing new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe and leave me a rating and a review. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to cover, please let me know. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me on this journey to better understand and manage PMDs. Please note, this podcast might bring up topics that are sensitive in nature because we share personal experiences with PMDs. All right, you guys, welcome back to Listen and Know. Number one, forgive me because I'm battling a head cold or allergies today. Um, this week has been kind of hard for me in that way. So I'm feeling a little bit stuffed and I will try and not cough into the microphone or clear my throat into the microphone. And number two, I just wanted to hop on here and say good luck to all the moms out there who are getting ready for summer break. If you're listening to this, uh, today is the last day of school. And so I need to get this recorded before it's too crazy at my house or outside my house with kids playing. Um, there've been a couple of days where I haven't been able to record a podcast because there's too much noise going on outside of my house. So gear up moms. This is such a great time for us to focus on what's important and that's our kids and raising our families. And, but also recognizing that we still need to take care of ourselves in order to be able to give our kids from a full optimal, healthy self and if you don't have kids, life will keep going on as normal. But I hope that all of you have summer plans and are looking forward to something in the future that is coming this summer. I've sure loved this spring. It's been such a great May, and I'm looking forward to what is to come. All right. So this specific podcast today is one that I wanted to do because just in the past week, I've been asked by about four different people about sports nutrition supplements, specifically pre-workout BCAAs and electrolytes. And then I am going to add in EAAs as well into the mix as we discuss. These are popular sports nutrition supplements for athletes and for fitness enthusiasts, as well as I have seen these trickle into everyday use. Um, to improve performance and recovery, but I kind of want to debunk some of the myths about them, uh, educate you on them so that you can make decisions what's right for your body, and then kind of relate these supplements to maybe people who are dealing with uh, premenstrual disorders, but also looking at them on the scale of a female cycle to know when it is best to use them, implement them, stay away from them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this podcast is for my students, but you get to actually listen or watch it as well. All right. So the first supplement we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about electrolytes. So electrolytes are minerals that carry an electrical charge within our body, which is cool to think about. They're essential for bodily functions, including muscle contraction, nerve conduction, and fluid balance. Electrolytes can be lost. So 
our body just doesn't hold on to the same amount. We actually, they deplete and we need to replenish them through sweat. That's why your sweat tastes salty. Um, that's electrolytes, urine. And I can't tell you how urine tastes and vomiting. When you lose electrolytes, you can experience things like fatigue, muscle cramps, and dizziness. So we mainly hear of electrolytes are needed for hydration. So hydration is in charge of making sure that we don't get fatigued, making sure our muscles stay, uh, keep the good ability to contract and that we stay correct in being dizzy or lightheaded. So that works with our blood balance, our blood sugar balance and um, our blood pressure. So you can kind of see how that's why we would call it hydration, keeping our body, um, keeping enough water in our body. The main electrolytes are sodium, potassium, chloride, calcium, magnesium, and phosphate. So there's actually quite a lot of electrolytes. When we are looking at electrolyte supplementation, I'll teach you about what exactly to look for in an electrolyte supplement in just a second. So we can get electrolytes from food and drinks like fruit juices. You can get them in milk. You can get them in yogurt, nuts, seeds, whole grain vegetables, uh, like watermelons, a great electrolyte. You can get them from salt, specifically like a natural salt that hasn't been refined or processed. So him, pink Himalayan salt. I will be discussing a lot about Redmond salt and Redmond electrolytes. I do have to put in there that I do get a kickback if you purchase from my links or use my code, but I love this product so much. And that's why I am kind of an ambassador for them because I have seen it change my body and help my body. I love their products. And so I want to be able to offer that to you. And I would only want to pass along something that I use in my own life instead of something that I don't swear by. So just so you know, and that's that caveat is put out there. When we lose electrolytes, whether that is through sweat or you're or peeing or vomiting, um, we actually have to replenish them. So we can get them, like I said, we can get them through food, but it's usually not enough if you are exercising or an athlete or doing heavy yard work outside in the heat, especially with summer coming on, being out at the park, playing with your kids. Um, even though we might not feel like we're sweating, we still are. Our body is an organ and it is constantly breathing. Our skin is breathing. And so we are constantly losing those electrolytes. So if you are significantly pushing your workload to where you are sweating, you are going to want to supplement with an electrolyte. What I love is that electrolytes are actually really good for menstrual cycles. Number one, if electrolytes help with muscle cramps, you can only imagine how they would help with specific muscle cramps of the uterus during the period. If electrolytes help with dizziness, you can only assume that they are going to help you stay less dizzy as you bleed, as your hormones shift. Um, I actually have a podcast coming up on how hormones specifically affect our equilibrium and our dizziness. So I'm really excited about that and look forward to that in the future. And then 
muscle and then electrolytes help our fatigue. Well, our brain runs on electrolytes. It runs on electrical charges and nerve conduction and so and fluids. And so we need to make sure that we're hydrating with electrolytes, not just with water. So you hear the suggestion that I give to my clients or that you have heard before, eight glasses of water or half an ounce per pound of body weight. So I weigh 160 pounds. Therefore, I need about about 80 ounces of water in the day. If you are 200 pounds, you're going to need about 100 ounces of water, and that's to keep our body hydrated. Then if we're sweating on top of that, if we're exercising on top of that, if we're sick on top of that, then we actually need to add more to that. Um, so yes, that is a lot of liquid, but it can't just be straight water. Uh, we need to supply our body with the minerals that we are losing, um, as we sweat, as we breathe, as we urinate throughout the day. And even if we're sick, so that's where you hear like Gatorade and Powerade, like sports electrolyte drinks. There's even electrolyte waters that are on the market. But what we need to look at is we need to look at what is on the nutrition label. So when you are looking at, I have one right here. Um, If you're listening, this is Redmond Relight Hydration Electrolyte Mix. Um, When you are looking at an electrolyte as a supplement, you want to look for sodium, magnesium, potassium, and calcium. So there are four electrolytes that you need more than the six that we talked about. So the chloride and phosphate are just added in, but um, those can come from uh, minerals and real salt, but you really want to find one that has all of those. When I look at some of the sports drinks on shelves in the grocery store, they don't have a significant amount of everything. You also want to look and beware of added sugars that you're not just drinking sugar in your diet. Now there's a place for sports drinks. If you are an extreme athlete, a sports drink with a lot of carbohydrates is going to be great for you. But if um, an electrolyte with a lot of carbohydrates, if you are um, not an elite athlete that's running marathons or longer than an hour exercise, Um, you probably need to find an electrolyte that doesn't have any added sugars in it to help your body. So benefits of electrolytes, we have keeping the body's fluids in balance. This is important for bodily functions, including blood pressure regulation. So we talked about dizziness. So the electrolytes, as it balances the body's fluids, it's going to help our blood pressure and organ function. Uh, nerve impulses, electrolytes help conduct nerve impulses throughout the body. This is important specifically for heart function. Our hearts run off of electrical pulses. And so electrolytes are going to help with that. So you can imagine if you were depleted in electrolytes, your heart wouldn't work as well. Contracting muscles. It's important for movement, breathing, (laughs) other bodily functions. Uh, Again, we talked about uh, during female cycle, and all that cramping that electrolytes can help with that uh, headaches, menstrual, menstrual headaches. That's the, that's the uh, fluid balance. And so that's going to help with hormonal headaches as we move in and out of shifting hormones throughout our cycle and maintaining a healthy pH balance. So electrolytes help to maintain a pH balance in the blood. So it helps prevent acidosis and alkal 
alkalosis. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're just essentially regulating the minerals throughout our body to help keep our body in a, in a moderate state so that it can be in optimal health, not swayed too far in one side or the other side. If you don't have electrolytes, you might get fatigue, muscle cramps, dizziness, headaches, confusion, even seizures, and even a coma. I was just reading an article yesterday that talked about how a lot of autistic children have an electrolyte imbalance. And so they will crave salty foods. So if you have a child who's on the autistic spectrum, there are studies out there showing that your child might need more electrolytes than the normal person. So again, if you are going to be giving electrolytes, you need to make sure that you're not giving them too much added sugars because added sugar can actually hinder uh, the ability to function in optimal health. Electrolytes can be replaced through what we talked about, our diet or supplements, but you can even do IV fluids. There's lots of IV places around where I live. That's kind of a cultural hype and fad right now, but it actually works. And that might be super important if you are way undernourished, if you are way dehydrated, if you have a sports race coming up, a big event coming up that you're going to be in the heat all day for, that might be something to consider. When I talk to my clients about uh, any sort of sports supplement, the first thing that I'm going to say is if you are taking any sort of medication, you're going to want to talk to your doctor. Even though this is all natural, you want to talk to your doctor about it. If you're pregnant, uh, you're going to want to talk to your doctor about whether the supplement is right for you or not and get some of their feedback on that. But I usually suggest at least a serving of, um, I love Redmond Relay and then LMNT element. Those two electrolytes have what I'm looking for in them. I don't have any sort of kickback with element, but again, I have one with Red Redmond, but I will put a link in there to order some of their uh, electrolyte mix. When we get to pre-workout, I'm going to come back and talk about electrolytes a little bit as well. So uh, to get electrolytes, eating a balanced diet of lots of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and proteins, drinking lots of fluids. So some water is going to have some mineralization in it. A lot of bottled water has that taken out. Some electrolyte is going to be better than none. But remember, we're looking for the top four, magnesium, potassium, sodium, and chlor uh, calcium in our electrolyte. Um, some people have, I have a client who has, I had a client who has POTS and I had a client who had West Nile virus and they actually Anytime they drink water, they had to put electrolytes in it. Their bodies would naturally lose electrolytes at a bigger rate, a faster rate than bodies that didn't have those diagnoses. So again, electrolytes come back to, this is a personal journey. And depending on a condition that you may have, uh, depending on where you are at in your female cycle, your body might need more electrolytes. It might need less. It might be able to run on less, but it still needs some. So this is all personal to you, but I recommend at least hydrating with an electrolyte scoop every day for my clients, especially if they are putting in a good hour workout. 
or outside working in the yard a long time. So sometimes I'll even have two throughout the day to help me feel better. And I definitely use it during my menstrual cycle too. All right. So the second one we're going to move on and talk about are BCAs, branch chain amino acids, BCAAs. They're they're amino acids that the body cannot produce on its own. The amino acids are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. You'll see them with an L before BCAAs are used for muscle growth and repair. They can also help reduce muscle soreness and fatigue. BCAAs are mainly found in protein-rich foods such as meat, poultry, fish, eggs, and dairy. So animal products. Why? Because BCAAs are found in animals. Humans are animals. Okay. I'm going to come back to that in a second. So you can find it in foods, but you can also take BCAAs as a sports nutrition supplement. BCAAs are metabolized in the muscles rather than the liver. So this means that they can provide a quick energy source to muscles for recovery during exercise. BCAAs also help to prevent muscle breakdown during exercise. In addition to their role in muscle growth and repair, BCAAs may also have other health benefits such as such as and possibly improving mood, reducing stress and protecting against muscle wasting, which means that you're losing uh, muscle mass faster than you can build it. The recommended daily intake of BCAAs for most adults is five grams per day. However, some people need to take more depending on, again, their individual needs, where they're at during, um, specifically where females are at during their cycle. There's better times for females to build during their cycle. And that would be during the follicular phase and into the ovulatory phase and the low luteal phase. Those three areas of a cycle are the best times to build muscle. And so a little bit of extra BCAAs would be helpful then, but also BCAAs would be helpful in the times that your body is not efficiently uh, building muscle. So remember that we want to supplement just what it's called, a supplement. We don't want BCAAs to become the thing that we have uh, first. We want to have a healthy diet and then supplement. We don't want to have supplements and not have a healthy diet. That's not going to work for our bodies. So BCAAs are safe for most people to take in general. However, you again, want to talk to your doctor if these sports nutrition supplements are right for you. Sometimes BCAs have additives that can cause like nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, um, specifically like artificial uh, sweeteners that can be detrimental to the gut and the system. And so we don't want that. You want to find something that's clean and something that's going to work for you. Uh, Some of the benefits of BCAs are increased muscle growth. Um, they, what they do is they help protein synthesis. So that's where it's taking your food, what you eat and turning that into muscle. Um, and they reduce muscle protein breakdown because they're providing something for the body to use during exercise. They reduce muscle soreness because the body is, uh, repairing muscles at a faster pace, and they're going to then reduce inflammation and pain. They are going to improve your performance because we're having reduced fatigue and improved muscle function and muscle wasting. We are not going to have nearly as much. So people who are recovering from surgery, who are 
um, maybe have an injury or who are ill, who cannot work out, it's important to have BCAs. Now, let's talk about BCAs. It's really popular in the culture, the exercise culture to drink BCAs. I have some right here from a company. You can get BCAs, ample enough BCAAs from the diet that you eat, specifically from eggs. If you have eggs before or after you work out, you're getting enough BCAAs to work with your body. So we need to be careful that we don't just supplement because it's a cultural popularity. Um, BCAs really haven't been shown in studies to improve the things that it claims it does, but we do need them. So again, if you're eating a healthy diet, you might want to consider like going without BCAs, or if you haven't done it and you don't feel like you need them, you don't necessarily need to add them in. Um, if you want to have muscle growth, or if you are uh, feeling like you're, uh, you just need something, maybe that will be, maybe that will work for you. Maybe that's something that you want. Um, I would consider for me, I like the flavor of BCAs as I drink water while I'm working out versus just straight water. Sometimes straight water makes me feel nauseated and having it flavored doesn't. And that might be something psychological, but <clears throat> that is uh that is, you know, me and my body. And so sometimes I'll take BCAs like that. Sometimes I'll take BCAAs in uh the parts of my cycle that I can't lift really heavy with because I want to create protein synthesis efficiency as much as I can to still try and grow my muscles, even though uh, my body's in different phases throughout my cycle. So there, I would say that out of all the supplements, BCAAs and EAAs are less essential for us to have uh, because we, if we get them from our food. Now, if you are a uh, plant-based vegan, vegan, vegetarian, you have to supplement with BCAAs. Protein powders that are plant-based probably don't have those BCAAs. Remember, we're looking for uh, specifically leucine, isoleucine, and valine. If you don't have those in your protein powders, you want to supplement with BCAAs. You can buy a capsule um, you can buy them in capsule form and then take them, or you can buy it in like powder form to mix in with a drink like I have here. So again, if you're plant-based, what your body is not going to be able to have the muscle growth and repair that it needs. So we actually, as animals need animal products in order to be able to make muscle. Um, and so you just need to be aware of that, that you need to find a supplement of a BCAA to be able to drink or take with your food so that you can convert that uh, easily into animal proteins from plant sources. So that's kind of cool to think about. So that's again, where BCAs might be essential for you. Uh, if you are, uh, on a plant-based diet. Okay. So moving over to EAAs, this is my EAA. <coughs> Excuse me. They stand for got to get a little drink, essential amino acids. So these are am amino acids the body can't produce on its own and they have to be obtained through food or supplements. And there's nine, histidine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methothionine, 
phenylalanine, theonine, tryptophan, and valine. Um, so you want to be able to look at your label on your EAAs and find those. EAAs and BCAs essentially do the same thing. It's just one our body makes and one our body does not make. <coughs> Again, you can find EAAs in the food you eat, but sometimes if we're working out hard, we deplete and we need to supplement with that. So if you're lifting really, really heavy, you want you're in a bulk session, you want to maintain muscle mass. Um, if you're doing a cut, you need 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight of EAAs uh, per day. So they're again, most mostly safe for people to take. There can be side effects, especially if there's uh, additional additives in your EA. So you want to uh, read your labels, ask your doctor, um, and then look at your conditions and your circumstances to see if EAs are right for you to take. So again, they're they're pretty much like a BCAA. Within a BCAA, we want to look for a lot of BCAAs and EAs have electrolytes in them. So again, sodium, magnesium, potassium, and calcium, you want to make sure are in your, if, if you are uh, looking at that, <coughs> excuse me, that you want to make sure that you are um, getting ample of your BCAA, uh, electrolytes in your BCAAs, or if you need to supplement with your electrolyte as well. Okay, finally, so that was a little, just a little bit of an intro into EAs and BCAs. We might talk about those a little bit later, but um, they're kind of the same thing. Again, one your body makes and one your body does not make. It depends on your diet, depends on your condition. It depends on your circumstance. It depends on where you're at in your cycle. Okay, that so it all depends. Pre-workout, coming coming to our very last one, pre-workout powders and drinks. They're a, they're a sports nutrition supplement to help you perform better during your workouts. They usually contain a combination of caffeine, creatine, and some other ingredients. They help increase your energy, focus, and strength, and they help reduce fa fatigue. So they help in a variety of ways during your workouts. So caffeine is a stimulant that helps increase your energy levels and can improve focus actually. So a healthy dose of caffeine can help you feel energized and ready, but also improve your ability to focus on the work that you're doing. Creatine is a compound that helps increase muscle mass, mass and strength. It is the longest standing sports supplement that actually works. <laughs> so if all else fails, find some creatine powder. Uh, my husband and I, our pre-workout does not have creatine in it. And so we actually supplement with our own creatine powder um, that I just buy off Amazon. So I'll put a scoop of creatine, uh, five grams into my pre-workout drink and drink that uh, when I drink my pre-workout. So other ingredients in pre-workout drinks and powders include beta alanine, L-arginine, L-citrulline, these ingredients help improve blood flow to the muscles. So they help expand the veins where blood can get pumping. That's how you get that good muscle pump in your body. Um, and that, inc that increases performance because then we're getting better electrolytes to our body, better BCAAs into, not our body, into our muscles. So uh, pre-workout is really important depending on what you are doing. So effectiveness, and we'll talk about effectiveness uh, in just a second. Now, pre-workout drinks, are they safe? You got to talk again to your primary care physician because 
caffeine might not be safe. And some of the supplements might not be safe. If you are maybe taking medication, if you have a condition, um, where your circumstances are, where your energy levels are, where you are at in your workout, uh, your health journey. Um, I usually recommend pre-workout drinks for lifting sessions, but if you, if you are eating a good balanced diet before you're working out, you probably don't need that. Maybe just a little bit of caffeine. Um, I like to tell my students to look for beta alanine in their pre-workout so that they get that blood, uh, that vein opening beta alanine can kind of give you tingles like in your nose and your forehead and your cheeks and your fingers. Um, but it, what it's doing is it's increasing blood flow to all of your limbs and joints and movements. Um, are they effective? They can be effective in producing and improving athletic performance, excuse me. However, more research is needed in the long-term safety of these supplements. Plus you've got to make sure you consider the additives. Uh, lots of companies add flavors and sugars and things that your body just does not need. So as simple as possible. Um, so let's talk about how to choose a pre-workout drink. There actually are different needs for like building muscle versus losing weight versus cardio. So you need to look for a pre-workout drink that is going to be specific to your needs, your experience level. Again, as you become more experienced, you uh, might need more. Our bodies tend to acclimatize to what we're doing, adapt. So lowering the dose first and then gradually getting a higher dose um, any sort of health condition, especially if you're taking a stimulant and you might have heart problems, low blood sugar, uh, you might not want that vein opening. It might make you really lightheaded. It might not be good for your body. So picking that pre-workout powder is going to be uh, important for you, depending on your goals and your circumstance and your body. Usually you take a pre-workout drink about 30 to, to 15 to 30 minutes before your workout. And again, you might want to start with a lower dose. You might not be able to take a pre-workout drink on an empty stomach. So maybe eating something small before you do it, you might be able to. Um, staying hydrated. So again, your electrolytes are really important as you are continuing to work out. And then make sure that you are listening to your body. So if you take that and it's something that is not working uh, like you get bad side effects and you don't like what's going on that you, um, might need to reconsider, uh, that type of pre-workout. There's a whole bunch on the market. Some of them that have, uh, caffeine in them. Some of them don't. Um, and so you, there, it's kind of a, a trial and error type thing. I always like to recommend to my clients, find a friend that has a pre-workout that you want to try and ask if you can, uh, borrow, have a scoop or buy a scoop off of them. You can't borrow it. You can't give it back. So um, coming back, I told you I was going to talk about pre-workout and electrolytes. So a lot of people don't want to put extra caffeine into your body. And I totally get it. In fact, caffeine really messes up hormone function. Uh, I try to stay away from caffeine myself during the second half. So once I ovulate all the way till my menstrual cycle, I try and stay away from caffeine because it has such an effect on uh, the sensitivity that I have to my changing hormone levels. 
So if that's you, you might want to consider what I'm going to tell you. Um, my mom has heart problems. She also can't take caffeine, any sort of stimulant, or it's going to give her heart palpitations that she doesn't want. She doesn't like that feeling. Or if you're just sensitive to caffeine period, or if you are even uh, desensitized to caffeine and you need to pull off of that, you might want to consider this next piece. So studies have shown that if you drink, if you sip on electrolytes, specifically a high electrolyte powder, like Relight Hydration, because it has a lot of sodium, a lot of magnesium, a lot of potassium, and a lot of calcium. You want to make sure you have a decent amount. This is not like, like when I'm looking at the label here, it's like the sodium is 35%. The calcium is high. The magnesium is 12%. The potassium is high. So it's not like threes and fours. Like we're we're up in the 30s, in the 50s, the chloride is at 56%. So we are looking for an electrolyte that has a significant amount of electrolytes for the dose that you're getting. Um, Like I said, I love Redmond and I love LMNT. But if you drink, if you sip on an electrolyte 90 minutes to 60 minutes before your workout, it is shown that it is just as effective, if not more effective in your performance as drinking a stimulated caffeinated pre-workout before 15 minutes before you work out. So what that electrolyte balance is doing is regulating all your system, your systems in your body and giving you optimal, uh, an optimal condition within your body in order to be able to work out. So if you are not working out till 9am and it's 7am, go ahead and fill up your, you know, if it's 730, go ahead and fill up your blender bottle, fill up your water bottle with an electrolyte and, uh, and sip on that for the next 30 minutes. And then by the time you get to your workout, you'll be great. Now I have a hard time doing that sometimes because I don't want to have to use the bathroom a whole bunch, especially if I'm teaching. So I have to be careful when I use that tip and trick, but I really like to use that during my luteal phase uh, because my body is so sensitive to caffeine. All right, you guys, I hope that you learned a little bit or a lot about electrolytes, BCAAs, and EAAs. There's a number of benefits in sports nutrition. Um, most of the time we want to create uh, just optimal conditions for our bodies. And so uh, using these in very mindful ways, not just because the culture pr promotes it, but using these supplements in mindful ways uh, is really important. And listening and knowing your body in order to in order to uh, decide if that supplement or even just that brand and type was right for you is also important. Like, what are your goals? What's your circumstance? What's your condition? Uh, what medications are you taking? Where are you at in your life? Um, what kind of workouts do you do? All of those questions play into your need or not need for these types of sports supplementations. So I know that was a lot. I hope you learned something as always listen to your body, listen to what it says after listen to what it's saying before. And I will see you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to Listen and Know. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Also, if you know someone who might benefit from this information and these ideas, please share this podcast and send people to the Adagio Fit website and Instagram account where there are more resources, past podcast episodes, and the ability to coach with me. Also, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, please let me know. I want to remind you that you are not alone. Millions of women around the world suffer from PMDs, and there is help available. If you are struggling, please reach out to your doctor or a mental health professional. There are also many online resources available, such as my website, adagiofit.com, the Premenstrual Disorders Association website, pmda.org, or the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders, iapmd.org. Remember, help is personal and possible. You are not alone. Thank you for listening. Please note, this podcast is in no way to replace your primary care health doctor. I am not a doctor or a professional, and I ask that you consult with yours before you make any significant health changes. Thanks.